Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. Merry Christmas, everyone, in exactly one week. And to celebrate, we are reading Sweet Rain with the other two hosts from last podcasts. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Remember us? We still exist. <laughs> Introduce yourselves, even. Oh, right. That is some, it's been so long since we did this, I kind of forgot. Hi, my name's Tyler. And I'm the cute one, Zach. Wait. Man, is Zach our cute mascot character? <laughs> uh, well, Dear God, that's terrifying. I mean, that's how I was going to introduce myself, but Zach stole my name, so I am left with but one name. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the cute mascot character because I am the god of the Discord. I control it. What I say goes. What I say is law. I'm totally not power tripping. That sounds like a Haro to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haro would definitely commandeer a internet form. All right. So normally we read, we talk about eight chapters every week, but since we have guests and that goes long, we decided that we were each going to pick one chapter we wanted to talk about. Kind of a weak issue of Shonen Jump, I thought personally. I don't know what you all felt or if the guests even have a basis for that. It wasn't bad. Like looking at my bottom stuff, like there aren't a lot of stuff down there that I didn't like. But the last couple of weeks have been real good. And this one, like conversely, when I look at the top of my list, there are only a couple that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly how things were. A lot of my main problem reading this is like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I was going to say, a lot of the ones that I think I ranked highly were kind of self-contained stories, or enough of it was gleanable from context. Yeah, and that's definitely what I did when we started this podcast. I do not know how kids in Japan start reading Shonen Jump. With difficulty? There were a couple of these that were on issue, like, 20-something, that hooked me enough that I'm like, you know, there's only, like, 20 issues. I would go back and read that backlog. Well, but in America, you can pay your two bucks and you can read the whole backlog, right? Yeah. In Japan, you have to wait for it to be published. That's fair. They don't have an online thing for these in Japan? They do, but they don't have like an online archive with everything in it, the way we do in America. Weird. What? Do, do you have any idea why that is? I can't see why you would limit it that way. The comics industry as a whole has is very um, against, like, it... it Every comic industry, the French one, the American one, and the Japanese one, the major ones, are very against digital distribution. In part because of the art, you like, digital comics is a very different art form than print comics, and you are compromising if you release on both mediums. That's just the way it is. Well, and, like, just reading a couple of them with the Viz app, which isn't great, it's like, I can definitely see why people would be against it. And there's also business monopoly dumb reasons why they don't want to do it. They did it in America because they kind of had to to compete with American comics, and they're dominating them because of it. And it works this way in China, too. The Chinese manga system is very similar to the American one with the archive. But Shonen Jump, the magazine, while it's getting closer and closer to what we have here in America, is still against it. They have an entire online wing of manga called Jump Plus that you subscribe to, but that's digital intended manga. Interesting. So stuff you would probably wouldn't see in their print form. They typically do print them in volumes, like everything else, but they don't appear in a magazine in print. They're not serialized in print. Okay. Yep. Like, Hell's Paradise is actually from Jump Plus. We just read it because we didn't know that when we started this podcast. Well, when you shifted over to that yeah. one, because it wasn't originally listed there, if I remember correctly. 
No, it was not. Yeah, it was one of the few that they pulled from Jump Plus. Like, they pull a couple from Jump Plus to give to us, but not everything. Just a couple of things, and that was one of the ones that got pulled over. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first one to get pulled over as well. I think so. It's also really weird because it's listed as an 18 plus manga, so you're not able to read it on the actual app. Like, I typically read on my, I've got a tablet, and that's where I read my comics, so that it's, like, mostly magazine-sized. But you cannot read Ayakashi Triangle or Hell's Paradise on those, because there's no way to age-gate the app. I don't know how, but that was the explanation that I saw in one of their blog posts. So those I have to go onto my computer to read. Weird, because it only asked me my age for Hell's Paradise, or I guess gave me the warning for Hell's Paradise. I think I set my, like, viz login that's like, yes, I'm 18, leave me alone and stop asking. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, so for the computer, it does that. So, like, I don't get told anything when I log onto the computer, but the app apparently doesn't have an age gate. So, they're just not on there. Weird. It's really weird. Alright, so, transitioning into manga, I wanted to talk about Chainsaw Man, Chapter 97. I love Chainsaw. The final chapter of Chainsaw Man, asterisk. <laughs> oh, is yes. this the end of it? It is moving to Jump Plus, so it's actually kind of serendipitous we brought it up. Okay, I wasn't sure if you'd seen that, too. I was. That was what I was actually looking when I was talking to Kevin, and found that uh, thing on the Act Age Illustrator, was I was trying to find the mm-hmm. article that was talking about Chainsaw Man. Yeah, uh, Chainsaw Man, it was also announced in this issue of Shonen Jump, is getting an anime, which huh. might be really good? Question mark? It could certainly solve me and Kevin's biggest problems with Chainsaw Man, which is that the fight art tends to be really messy and hard to follow. Yeah, and weirdly, I have not seen a fight. Yeah, well, there there honestly aren't a ton of them. It's mostly weird ideas and stuff. So yeah, another interesting thing about Shonen Jump is Shonen Jump series end with absolutely zero fanfare. You have to like really squint and look for that the end at the end of it. Yep. <laughs> I knew Chainsaw Man was ending soon, and that's the only reason I thought to look, especially because this seemed like a good ending point. Yeah, Although, yeah. as said, it's kind of not ending. I saw that article at the... And then I read after I saw the article, so I knew that there was something else going on with it. So here's a fun play- game I want to play for Zach and Tyler, and we'll have Tyler go first because we're recording digitally and we can't use body language. From the context of this chapter, what do you think happened last chapter of Chainsaw Man? He killed a demon, cut her into pieces, and then ate it to prevent her from regenerating. Okay, correct. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it starts with all those meats, and then she's like, or he's like, I ate Miss M- Motsky, maybe? I can't remember her name. Makima. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally, knowing anything at all about Chainsaw Man, which, to be fair, is very little for me, assumed that he was eating a person or a demon. Yeah, it was very subtle last chapter, I guess, which is why it's like, this chapter, it's not subtle at all. Yeah. I suppose. I I did see a great tweet where it was like, I am relieved that the last chapter of Chainsaw Man was not nearly as harrowing as the penultimate chapter of Chainsaw Man. Because this isn't just some demon, this is, like, basically the female lead, who's been in the mangas from chapter one. Okay, okay. that's what I thought the name, like, I thought the name sounded familiar when, I, when yep. I saw him say that, and so I was like, I thought that was a human. Turns out, nope. Yeah, but we found that out much later in the series. Yeah, like, probably about halfway through, around chapter 50 or so. About, yeah. That she was a demon of some kind? Yes. She was the control devil. She had... 
power over control. Don't think about it too hard. Some of the devil powers make a lot more sense than others. But like control of people. Yeah, she could. Yeah, she's she's like manipulating d- demon. That's her thing. Yes. Yep. As opposed to Chainsaw so, Man. So the American president sold half the life of all the American people to the gun devil to try to kill her. <laughs> so was she a bad guy or was she like a neutral character or was she a good guy? I'm confused. Yes. Her motives were, I don't want to say inscrutable because I kind of get what she was after. She she was antagonistic towards the protagonists, and she did not care about who she killed along the way. So that makes her a shonen villain. I thought she was on Denji's side. Like, wasn't she the one that recruited him in the first place? Yes, yes because the chainsaw devil, when he kills a devil, that concept vanishes from reality. So she's like, I'm going to have you kill the death devil, and then no one will die. I'm going to have you kill, like, the disease devil, and no one will get sick anymore. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. She just did not care about anything in her way. Yep. Chainsaw Man is weird and and sometimes great. Mostly weird though. So she was an ends justify the means type of character. Y- yes, and what her and as a devil, what her ends were were not necessarily like good for all of humanity. Although we never exactly got what those were. Huh. Okay. I will say. Yeah. The, like, three or four chapters I've ever read of Chainsaw Man, I think I should just go read all of it, because I really like everything I've seen from it. Yeah, the the thing about Chainsaw Man is every ten chapters or so, you get a crazy high-concept idea like that that's great, and there's a lot of bad sex and poop jokes in the middle and muddled (laughs) fight scenes. (laughs) It made me laugh. Um, I think this was actually the first chapter of Chainsaw Man I read that actually included the main character. I read like four chapters of this particular manga, and I don't think the main character was any of the other ones. I, I will say though, I really like this ending to Chainsaw Man. When I thought it was the actually the ending, I was satisfied with it, and when I found out it was continuing, I was also satisfied with that. I like the idea of Denji having this annoying daughter he has to deal with. Yeah, I do want to call out a specific panel when he's asking what she wants to eat, and she's like sliced bread, and he's like. Yeah, that's pretty inexpensive. She just gives him the U for victory. <laughs> I just I, that killed me. That, that that was pretty. Like initially, I was like, "Is did am I missing a like body language thing here?" I'm pretty sure that normally is like the "Yay, I, I'm I'm right, your victory," yeah. like you said. But I'm like, did I just misinterpret something? So I had to just double check. And it. her completely deadpan expression while she's doing it is so funny. Yeah, I mean. At Chainsaw Man's humor, that's at its best. A lot of times that gets really grating, but because this character is brand new, it's very cute and works. Yeah, well, it's also a pretty good callback to right at the start, where that's one of the first things Denji wants to have. Yeah. So does Denji actually, like, grow throughout this manga? Because I know early on, hearing you guys talk about it, he was very base. Like, did he get better? A little bit. Yes and no. Like, like, he now wants to be sophisticated, in a way. If that makes any sense. He he is still pretty base. But, uh, and also the manga's not actually over. But, like, I don't know where I would say Denji's at right now, personally. I don't know how to answer that question, if I'm being 100% honest. I would say, at the very least, he has started on the path to growing. Like, he definitely didn't stay still. So he's at least started to grow. I don't know if he's actually accomplished anything at that point. But... Like you said, he at least realized, I need to be different. Yeah. 
So anyway, I really liked Chainsaw Man Part 1. I shouldn't say really liked. It was a very up and down manga. It definitely had yep. some low lows and also some very high highs. But yes. I think it went out on a high note. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, not not really understanding or like seeing the path where we got. I thought it ended on a particularly strong note where you could easily say this was the end or like this is the end of what it ended up being part one and looking forward it's a not a bad place to start a new like a new chapter in these characters lives it'll be interesting when it gets on jump plus because chainsaw man i would say was i don't want to say it was edgy but for shonen jump it was kind of edgy and there's more room to wiggle in there in jump plus so i wonder if it was an editorial call for those reasons if it's going to get darker if this was a sales call of like the volumes are selling well but it's not very popular in shonen jump if this is just an experimental thing, because there is a relatively new editor-in-chief for Shonen Jump who's been trying some different stuff. Do you think it'll come over to the States when they actually move it, though? Oh, I don't think the States will notice any difference. I, I, I don't even... Th- because, like I said, in this, the States app, it doesn't distinguish between what's in Jump and what's in Jump Plus. The only time you notice a difference is when Shonen Jump comes out early. Because all the Shonen Jump chapters come out early, but the plus ones don't. But it might affect whether or not it stays in print over time. Well, like if I, it... I more of meant, um, because you, uh, Kevin has told me that not all the Jump Plus things come over to the States or are translated. Do you think Chainsaw Man is going to continue to be translated? Yeah, I'm sure it will. I do, yes. There's no reason for them to start, or to stop at this point. Yeah. Especially with getting an anime. Yeah. Well, and like, it kind of makes sense if they don't, I... I don't know if they don't have translators for some of the other chapters or just decided they weren't worth it, but it makes absolutely no sense to, we were translating this series and then decided not to. And especially if you look at what gets translated, the really mediocre My Hero Academia spinoff gets translated. Mm -hmm. Like anything that's got any sort of name recognition, we get. Okay, okay, that makes some sense. And I kind of wonder, I, I don't know much about Jump Plus. I kind of think, I'm not sure about this, but I think we're getting everything that started since they started releasing. I'm not sure about that, but that's the impression I get. That makes sense, yeah. All right. Next, we have me and Roboco chapter 22, Twitter and Roboco. Tyler wanted to talk about this. (laughs) So go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I did. So I, oh man, I'm trying to remember his name. The guy who- Bondo? Bondo. Huh? No, not anyone in this. So, oh, no, no, screw okay. this particular chapter of this particular manga. No, sorry, I was trying to think of the guy who created... Screw every chapter of this particular manga. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> that good, huh? Well, that's why... Well, I there wa- are a couple okay ones. That's why I wanted to talk about it. So, I, this immediately caught me because the art looked like an updated version of Astro Boy to me. And I'm trying to... Tezuka. I'm trying to remember yeah. his first name. I got the same impression too, Tyler. I was like, is this just a new Astro Boy type of thing when I first opened up the chapter? And I think it's the faces. Yeah, it certainly got that art style. Looking at how this manga is made, that's probably just him ripping it off. (laughs) (laughs) Osamu Tezuka is who you're thinking of. Yep. I I remembered his last name. Like, weirdly, like, I really like the art in this. It's surprisingly good for me. I was like... I found a lot of the writing surprisingly funny. It was, like, a little bit nuanced, which I don't often see in this. It's about the most boring subject matter, and there is no story, though. So, I 
like, what is this manga? Is it just like a bunch of lessons with this kid and his robot maid slash okay. butler person? So, Tyler, in the near future, everybody has a super cute robot maid. The main character, Bondo, is poor, so he can't afford a robot. But his mom orders one, and he gets Roboco, who just basically exists to spout parody lines of manga. She, she references Nappa and Yamcha a lot. Yeah, there are lots of Dragon Ball Z references in this. There, there are just lots of manga references, stuff that's modern. Like, there's Jujutsu Kaisen references and My Hero references all the time. I think there, there were a couple of references to One Piece in there this time around. Yes. Dr. Stone references. There was almost an entire episode based on Food Wars. Yep. There was one based on Haikyuu. So, so yeah, basically, he has an order made, and two friends who bully him, but, like, to make him a better person is the joke. They're honestly the best part of the manga. Yes. I really liked his friend's poetry. How do you bully somebody into being a better person? Well, uh, uh, they, they, like, will take his manga and be like, ah, you can't have this. I bought you the special edition. Because <laughs> I know you love this manga. It's a very weird relationship, but it, both of them aren't even really bullying him a lot of the time. Like... Uh, one of the fr- like one of their first interactions is, oh man, you guys have RoboMates? That's so cool. I can't afford one. They're like, oh yeah. Do you need some money for like lunch next week or something? Like they both get <laughs> super supportive of him for being poor. <laughs> well, I mean that's not a bad like message to try and teach people is that it's not no, a bad it's a, thing. But it's a really interesting friendship that they have because it all like. Like Jeremy said, they had the thing where it's like, we took your manga to give you the special edition. And they just constantly do stuff like that. Like, both of his friends are actually, like, super good friends. Yeah, okay, this all tracks. I actually, I have some real-life friends who like to do this to one of our mutual friends. They just make his life a living hell, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, there, there's, I mean, this is just what me and Roboco is. Except for this time, it's about the bad website Twitter. So is, like, every chapter basically this? Like, not Twitter, like, some, like, Robo, or Bondo has a crush on a girl, so sometimes it's about... No, no, it's, it's like life Like lessons. him trying to impress her. Right. It, it's like sl- comedic slice of life stuff. Okay. Like, I think I'd want this, like, once a month. Once a week? Seems like way too much. Every time it's close to getting me, and then it'll just hammer with references. And a couple times there's even a funny one. Like, uh, like uh, oh, how close is this going to be? Eh, Yamcha vs. Broly. That bad, huh? <laughs> like, that's kind of funny, but if it's basically that's all this manga is, I'm not sure how much I would actually want to spend time reading it. Uh, I, I, I can tell you, I sure don't. <laughs> it's almost always at the bottom of our rankings. I mean, High School Family is a special hell for me, so it competes with that slot. Oh my, I have thoughts is. about High School Family. Oh boy. We can get to that in the rankings. <laughs> no, what I will say is, like, I thought this was surprisingly endearing to me. I thought, like, the writing was, like, weirdly casual for a manga, especially in Shonen Jump, from what I've read recently. I mean, right now especially, Jump has a lot of gag manga. Yeah, I was noticing that. It's weird. And a lot of it morphs and takes off. Like, uh, Hard-Boiled Cop and Dolphin started as a super gag manga, and is now basically just shown it. 
Mission Yozakura family was on that line. Magic Mashal or Mashal Magic and Muscles was basically a Harry Potter parody at first. That's now pretty standard shonen manga. I actually really liked but, Hardboiled Cop, the thing of Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. No, yeah, it's been super solid. Oh yeah, Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin is pro. I mean, it and Ayakashi Triangle are recent additions that are both very good. Yep, huh. I liked both of those quite a bit personally. I had some things to say about Ayakashi Triangle, so. <laughs> well we will have our chance will, is there anything yes. else you wanted to ask or say about Robico, tyler oh uh, no i just wanted to get like any context on what the heck this was because like oh i feel like the art is good enough and the dialogue is well written enough that this should be better than it is and i'm disappointed that it's not i mean yeah the, th- the thing is me and Roboco should be funny as i think where i land on it like frequently the premises are even but it doesn't and like the characters like we said are sometimes the best part of it but it is missing something Alright. A soul, since it seems to be stealing everybody else's? There's a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, well, there is that. It's a soul reaper. So, Zach said he almost wanted to talk about Ayakashi Triangle, and almost wanted to talk about Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. But instead, he decided he wanted to talk about Mission Yozakura Family, Mission 63, The Blooming. Okay, so, like, before, people didn't have, like, full-blown superpowers on this level when the first chapter that I read was in there. Like, yes, they a lot of them were superhumanly good at what they did, but that's just a manga thing. Like, you know, how Food Wars characters are able to cook so well they blow people's clothes off. Now, in a year, it's gone from more or less, like, superhumanly good spies to full-blown superpowers? Like, what the hell did I miss? I mean, those elements were always there from the beginning, and it built gradually enough that this makes sense. But there certainly is like a trigger point where you find out that the family that the main character married into has superpowers that are genetically passed down. Yeah, which is weird because it definitely started as like a spy gag. Yes, like I said, it was pretty much a gag comedy, and now it's pretty much full shonen, with occasionally a gag chapter thrown in here and there. This one seemed like it was... It was like 50% gag, and then it immediately got serious right at the end. That's very Mission Yozakura family. Like, I enjoyed I enjoyed reading it. I really did. It was just one of those things of, wait, we went from, like I said, superhumanly good spies to now we've got a dude who can slip between the cracks in a wall? And that's pretty extreme on the power scale for uh, the series. Like Tayo's superpowers are basically he is a shonen protagonist. <laughs> and is that the, that's the main character's name? Yes. Yeah. But he was kind of like Captain America, like super good reflexes, strong, quick, that kind of stuff. But like nothing insane. But but like at a manga level. Yes. I. He's manga Captain America. But yeah. Like, so he's all might. Ah, <laughs> uh, a little, little short of that. So somewhere in the middle. So the very first p- page of this, really quick, is he's like, "Hey, are my eyes cool?" The formal name is, and the one note I have over this entire chapter is Byakugan. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty much a training arc where we are right now, where the main character's uh, grandpa—it's not actually his grandpa; it's the grandpa he married into the family of—is training him to be a, a better spy before the final confrontation with their enemies, who have tried to synthesize Yozakura blood and can give people superpowers, but they end up dying after having them for so long. Or a bunch of them, like, don't develop it fully and, like, mutate into these monsters. That's kind of a neat premise. Yeah, Mission Yuzakura family hasn't been bad. 
Um, yes, I was pretty down on it when it started. I was really disappointed that Tayo's cool sword that he just got broke this chapter. Like, it's kind of necessary for the stakes for the cliffhanger. Yeah. But he just got that cool sword. Oh, he did? I thought it was one of those, like, things that he's had for, you know, a dozen chapters and has come to rely on the thing, and then they break it. Not that he just got no, the thing. It, he got it, like, four chapters ago. Okay, so it's not quite to the degree of, like, when, hell's is his name, uh, in Bleach cut Ichigo's sword in half. No. No. Byakuga, that's his name. Kind of with the the new sword, it was like, oh, I made this for your current power level, so this, like, yeah, it does suck that he loses the cool sword, but I'm sure he'll get, alright, and here's a new weapon for your new power level. Yeah. now Now that you've finally awakened. Yeah, he's already clearly transcended it in this chapter. Yeah, he blocks a bullet with his hand. Yeah, I don't know that I have much to say on Mission Yuzakura Family, though. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty decent chapter. And like I said, what was a kind of weak issue of Shonen Jump. My biggest problem with it, like I said, is he just got that cool sword and it's broken. And I feel like, as I read more and more Shonen Jump, I've come to the realization that I I think the training arc is the weakest part of any Shonen arc. No, I mean, that makes sense. (laughs) But it always happens. There, There are a handful of exceptions, and they're very small. This one actually ended up being fairly high for me, even though I, like, mentally oh, sure. cataloged it, it as Shonen-ass Shonen. I mean, you're reading Shonen Jump. Fair. Yep. <laughs> Zach? Well, my the main reason why I really wanted to talk about it was that disconnect of, what did I miss? Like, it's I know it's been a year, but jeez. Uh, about 60 chapters. Fair. Fair point. I tend to think Mission Yozakura Family is a little better when it leans a little more towards the humor side, although it's not bad at the Shonen stuff. Yeah. Anything you wanted to say on it, Kevin? Because I feel like you've been pretty quiet. I really liked it. I like the bit at the end where he steps in to protect Mitsumi. But I'm kind of not itching for the training arc to be done. But I'm like, all right, yeah, we can like move on now. It's a good cliffhanger. I think the main yeah. problem you run into when you have training arcs is that we know who the big bad is. So we're not really seeing a whole lot of new characters. We're just like, all right, can you guys eventually go? F- can you go fight the guy now? I'm... I'm kind of tired of you going and powering up. Well, that's what a new mentor is for, right? And we've seen Grandpa before a couple times, but not much. All right. Last but not least, we have Hell's Paradise, Chapter 121. Kevin, you wanted to talk about this one. Yes, I did. It's a good chapter of Hell's Paradise. It's a super good chapter of Hell's Paradise. I kind of want to know, Tyler and Zach, what did you think of it having basically no context? I like the premise a lot. I actually thought this chapter by itself was a little weak, but I think that's only because I don't have any context for the rest or for the characters or their relationships. Yeah, which is this is and this is I uh, go go on, uh, Zach, before I reply. That, that was pretty much my thing as well. I was looking at him like, okay, well, so he apparently can revive himself from being dead. I don't really know what was going on with him turning into a plant to begin with. I don't know who this other character is. I don't know who the character was that he was seeing when he was being a plant. I don't even know who this guy is. (laughs) Cool thing, though. The plant thing was happening when we last read. Yeah, the plant thing is a thing. This is like the uh, the, uh, climax of both of these characters' arcs simultaneously. Yeah. So it's beautiful, moi. But I guess it is kind of like you walk in on two people having sex right after they've orgasmed them and have hit. And you're like, I don't know these guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> I figured that would be both of your reactions to this. Because it's actually, it's super great. So the woman that, so the guy that came back to life was Gabby Morrow. He's basically the main character. I did get that because they gave us his name. I got that his name was Gabi Maru because the other character referred to him by name. Yeah. The woman that he was seeing is maybe his wife. I say is maybe because he absolutely believes that it's his wife, but several other characters have been like, yeah, dude, no, that's implanted memories to make you, like, to honestly to make you a better killer because it makes you want to succeed well enough to go back home. So, even now, there's still a little bit of mystery. Like, I... There's still a little bit of mystery of, well, is she actually real or is she fake? Or was she a real person but faking it the whole time because she was also raised by ninjas? But either way, she pulls off some ridiculous nonsense to bring him back from what should be a certain death, right? Well, that's a completely different character. Yes. The, the character that kills him to bring him back to life was a different character from the woman he was seeing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see I'd get confused because character character design is very good in Hell's Paradise, but it has its limits. Their hair colors are completely different. I yeah, I thought they were supposed to be the same person because it transitioned the way it did, and I just assumed it was like some shonen nonsense going on. See, I read it and like you didn't have the context for this as him being like, "Hey, if I don't have a wife, this is a good like opportunity." As it kind yeah. of trying to push those characters together, which yeah. like I said, makes a lot of sense for their arcs thus far. Yes, it does. Especially with, so, basically what she did was, this whole time they've been learning how to fight these personifications of the plant monsters. And so by cutting off the part, she essentially cut off the parts of Gabimaro that were turning into a plant without cutting his center. And then their two Taos are compatible, so she was able to heal him from that. Which is just really, really sweet. Yeah, in this setting, if your attack is not very effective, it actually heals them. Ha! That's weird, but as long as it's consistent, I guess. Yeah, and this sort of thing has happened before, although not to this extent, which is why it's kind of a climax. Also, they're on a burning boat with with the most the best swordsman, who is like whole thing is he can like predict the future is basically like there is no way i get on that ship and live so i'm saying here bye <laughs> it's really good because he doesn't explain that to anybody because they're all like all right you're gonna get on the boat nah what, what do you mean no no i'm not gonna get on the boat like he just pretends to be lazy all the time and a lot of that is because he can basically see the future and he's like things do not go well for me if i do that yeah, well, like, he's had moments where it's like, all right, yeah, okay, I can, man- you know, like, I, if I do this, I can make my way through, but he he basically has all these visions of his head of how he dies. He's like, no, there's literally no way I live if I get on that boat, so you guys have fun. It's really good. <laughs> that That is pretty good, because it, it's a good way of getting rid of a character that's super powerful without actually having to really explain it. It also raises the stakes pretty substantially, because he is kind of a badass. Yeah, so he's like, I'm not getting on that boat. So it, like Jeremy said, it really raises the stakes of, well, everyone else got on the boat. How many of them are going to die? Yeah, I super enjoyed this chapter as well, Kevin. I was not at all surprised when you said you were picking it. Yeah, there were there were a couple of other ones that I'm sure we'll talk about when we get to the rankings that I thought were pretty good. But I really wanted to talk about this one just because it's kind of weird. 
I wanted to see Tyler and Zach's thoughts on it. And just this ranked pretty high for me because it was weird. So, well, like with many other ones, it was a situation where I'm like, this seems like something that would be cool. Wish I had context. I feel like Hell's Paradise almost defies context in some ways. Like, <laughs> I, I know mostly what's going on, and I sometimes have a very hard time reading it and wrapping my head around it. But that was not the case with this chapter. Yeah. Well, and even even then, Jeremy has not read all of Hell's Paradise, and there's still a couple of series that he hasn't read everything for. And he'll have moments of that where it's like, I didn't like this as much as, like, I liked it a lot because I have context into who those two people were. Yeah. I really liked the uh, the line I put down in my notes was, uh, well, that was neat. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Uh, anything else we want to say on Hell's Paradise, guys? I have a really quick question on the very sure, last sure. panel. Gabi Maru looks like he is just absolutely startled and not at all ready to do anything. Does he always look <laughs> like that? Let me look at this panel. When he pulls up the mask? Yeah. When he That's pulls- kind of his game face, yeah. Yeah, he he looks like he's been surprised by something. Yeah, kind of got the thousand yard stare there going on. Yeah, he looks like a deer in the headlights. Well, that's honestly to me. It always read as uh, he's literally trying to get as much visual information as possible. Like when he puts on the mask, his eyes like explode to get as much vision as he can, kind of thing. Like that's his game face. Fair. Without, without context, he just looks very surprised. <laughs> uh, that's fair. All right, that will bring us into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we read this week, not just the stuff that we talked about, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 23 chapters in this giant issue of Shonen Jump. This is really big. So, what do we have at number 23, gentlemen? Uh, do we want to start with... Who do we want to start with? Let's let's keep it consistent and going around. Do we want to start with a guest, or do we want to start with us, Is I guess? Let's start with a guest. I was going to say Zach. Okay, let's, let's do... Okay, let's go Zach, Tyler, Kevin, me. Sure. Reverse alphabetical order. I put a Gravity Boys down at the bottom of my list because, oh my god, that was so colossally stupid. It was, but it made me laugh out loud multiple times, which is better than some of the other stuff, stupid stuff in here. Like, a Gravity Boys is also frequently competing for bottom of the list, and this was dumb, cheap humor, but my god, the, the idea of just doing the Naruto elemental scene, but with the word penis, it is funny. I'm sorry. And the problem is, like, I thought this joke deserved maybe, like, three pages. And it got 20. Oh, that is absolutely the problem with the Gravity Boys. Yeah. What do you have at number 23, Tyler? High School Family Kokusei Kazaku. Holy uh, crap. Yep. What even is... I, I hate the premise. I hate the art. This was an extremely boring chapter. I don't... What? Why is this in publication? 
Yes. Uh, great question. <laughs> it, it came out at the same time as Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin and Ayakashi Triangle. So I'm constantly thinking in my head, like, man, that was a really good time for new series. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because those other two, pretty good. This one, really bad. Please get it out of here. What, what is the concept behind this? So Kazuku, the main character, is gotten to high school, right? Okay. His mom and dad also always wanted to go to high school and never did when they were kids. So they also got accepted into high school. And his younger sister and cat also got into the same high school. So they are all in the same high school class. Uh-huh. It's it's so bad. <laughs> it's a special hell just for me, Tyler, every week here on Jumpstart. <laughs> yeah, week. I was like, Jeremy actually has the existential crisis of... This is literally my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this to is be my fair. recurring stress dream. I think that's a lot of people's nightmare, Jeremy. Going to high school with their family? I could imagine way worse. I mean, I went to high school with my family, so... At least my brother. Technically, I did. What do you got at 23, Kevin? That's where I I put a Gravity Boys. The... Like, from last chapter, I already hated the penis joke and this entire thing being it again. Oh, I'm sorry, there was more of this beforehand? Yes. Well, the cliffhanger was the main character meeting his penis. Or not the main character. That is not the main character. There isn't really one. He's a kind of a side character. That character meeting his penis was the, the cliffhanger of last episode. Yes. <sighs> yep. Gravity Boys ain't good. And I hated it. I hated it then. No, I hated it for, it was only for like two pages. And I had more of a bleach vibe going at that point. Because he's like, we're in your inner realm and I'm your inner penis. Yeah, this felt very bleach. I, I got a bleach vibe out of it too, but oh my god, that was stupid and went on way too goddamn long. Yep. I got me and Roboco about at the bottom because Twitter is the worst thing you can possibly talk about, and this is a whole chapter about it. And like, it's a running joke in Roboco that people are always looking at her knees instead of like I don't know her boobs or something. And I don't like the joke, and it's all over this chapter. There is a lot it of was it. Funny. The very first, it happened yep. in the first chapter, and she mentioned that she has Nappa knees because her knees do look like Nappa's knees, but it has been a running gag that has, like, dude, it was funny the one time. It literally wasn't funny the second time you said it, now it's just grating on the 50th time you've said it. So what do you have at number 22, Zach? Roboco. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's Because pretty much the same thing. It was like... You're spending an entire chapter explaining Twitter, which is, like, the worst thing to happen to humanity since World War II. I think Chernobyl was pretty bad, but yeah, second place, I, was, I, I don't think Twitter's yeah. that bad, but... Twitter's pretty bad. Like, I, It's probably the worst invention to happen to humanity in a long, long time. What do you got at the twos, Tyler? A gravity, boys. Okay. <laughs> Kevin? That's where I put high school family. Same. Yeah, it's super boring, and yep, nothing about it. Just didn't grate on me like me and Rebecca. What do you have at 21, Zach? I put that Mashal thing down there, because like, it's like, hey, look, it's a shopping arc. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you are, and I don't really care. And you're Mash, but not Eggplant Go High, so you lose a lot of points from that one. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I put it pretty low, and I know what's going on. I didn't think it was actively bad, though. Uh, what do you got at 21, Tyler? I put Jujutsu Kaisen down there, mostly because none Zach. of these jokes landed for me. And the same with me, honestly. That's where I put it as well. Go on. Although I think you have a slightly different reason for putting it down there, right? 
yes and no. Like, we, like uh, I guess we were talking before the mics. There was recently a chapter very similar to this that was much better. They even make but, like, fun of it. Also, literally, none of the jokes landed for me in the same way as you. Yep. Like, I, I feel like I actually rated this one much higher the last time I was on Jumpstart with you guys. Eh. I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen's been very good. I've been enjoying the yeah, anime. But the chapter before this one was awesome. Yeah, it was, I think, my number two last week. And I, I don't know if it's like he's working on the anime or it's other stresses or what that the artist is struggling or if it's just that he's in a like a real intense part of the story where there's lots of fight scenes going on and requires lots of art or if he's got health issues. But this happened less than a month ago. And like I said, it was pretty funny then. But I said at the time, you know, this works once and this is a much first version of that. I mean, is this better than My Hero Academia and One Piece that are more or less biweekly now? I don't think so. Yeah, like, I I personally would have liked them to just, hey, sorry, like, um, you know, Hell's Paradise will occasionally do it. Like, hey, sorry, there's no chapter this week, and they just put out a single illustration. Yeah, like a cover, basically. Yeah. You know, and a couple of other series, like Kaiju Number 8, has come out and said, I'm only doing three series, or three chapters a month. Like, I'm going to take every, you know, fourth week off. Yeah. Uh, what do you have at 21, Kevin? That's where I put me in Robico. Literally, the only thing that made me laugh was Madoka's username was Madoka with all the extra A's. <laughs> Which is how all the boys say her name. Yeah, that is good. Yes. But that, that was it. So it went slightly above some of the other stuff. What do you have at 20, Zach? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen because like, I'm really enjoying the, the anime, but this wasn't funny. <laughs> No. Like, it's it's supposed to be like a gag chapter type of thing, and it just wasn't funny. No, not at all. What do you got at 20 there, Tyler? This is where I had Mashley. Just, like, I really liked the premise, and then literally none of this was entertaining for me, except maybe the wand scene, and that was only yeah. barely. There's a character joke in here, which is why it went slightly harder for me, but you would not get it. It's because you don't know the characters, so. Mm-hmm. What do you got at 20, Kevin? Yeah, that's where I put our bullet out, and it just, it's not good. I, I, I have a question for Zach and Tyler. Who do you think the main character of our blood oath is? Could not tell from this <laughs> chapter. Uh, I'm not sure. I liked the chapter, but I also didn't really know what was going on, so I rated it almost entirely based on uh, high, what I thought the high concept was. I, yeah, who do you think the villain in our blood oath is? <laughs> I think the, the kid who was using his brother's blood as a magic death shield is the main character. I would say his brother, who is laying on the ground, is the main character, but there's certainly an argument. It's it's definitely one of them, right? Yeah. Okay. But but that's not the character we get the point of view of. We get nope. the point of view of the girl who uh, literally starved another vampire to death so she would murder all of her schoolchildren friends. Oh, cool. Who maybe turned into a boy this episode? That's literally, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Have you been a guy the whole time? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, I, I, I didn't enjoy it, but I put it a bit higher. We're on me at 20. I put Black Clover at 20, because this Black Clover had nothing for me. I, I had a naked girl, I guess. That was thumbs up, I suppose. <laughs> but boy, it was just a, a, this a Black Clover fight with some characters from Black Clover I don't care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, knowing nothing else about Black that. Clover it ended up putting it higher for me, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, what do you have at 19, Zach? That's where I had high school family, because I, like, 
this I'm, I think it's supposed to be funny. Yes, you're correct. It's supposed it's supposed to be funny is frequently my review of High School Family. If they ask me for a quote on the back, it's supposed to be funny is what I would put there. <laughs> uh, can we talk really briefly about how poorly drawn the father's face is and how it's off model in every single frame? I think that's intentional. Yep. I think that's supposed to be a joke. Uh, yeah. Is it's but why? It's just like intentionally bad. I don't. Yeah. Look, I didn't yep. say it's a good joke. What do you got at 19, Tyler? I had Ayakashi Triangle down here, actually. Oh, really? Okay. This read to me as the most shonen-ass shonen that ever generically shonened, and also I mean, with is. a sprinkle of Ranma on top. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not the worst uh, description of Ayakashi Triangle, except for that I love it. <laughs> oh, you forgot. This is probably the chapter of Ayakashi Triangle that's the lightest on fan service. So you forgot that it's incredibly over-sexualized. <laughs> but other than that, you've got you've got Ayakashi Triangle. So, okay, so that's why Kevin was saying that it was usually age-gated on the app. Because I when yep. I was watching or reading this one, I was like, why would they age-gate this? There are so many boobs pressed to each other from angles that are impossible for the human eye to see, yet the viewer <laughs> does. That or uh, random panty shots, because again, it's a guy who used to be a girl, so he wears the traditional, I forget the name of the underwear, but it's like the, the cloth wrap underwear that's like a cloth thong. Yep. Just for no reason. I mean, and sometimes the fan service is good and in service to the story, and sometimes it's genuinely funny. But other times it's just like, you like girls, right? And I'm like, well, you're not wrong, Ayakashi Triangle. <laughs> you're not wrong. But yeah, this is a very generic shonen uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. With, with, like you said, some Rama sprinkled on top. Uh, what do you got at 19, Kevin? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. I, like I said earlier, I totally agree that this honestly shouldn't have existed, but the, the Panda comic got me just a little bit. That's the closest to a joke. Yep. Okay, so being an American reader, I definitely thought they were going to go with Pancake, and not Frying Pan or Panda, so... Hmm. I don't know. So I got Mori King at 19. I just, this, this chapter of Mori King did nothing for me. And Mori King's been kind of weird lately. Mm-hmm. Just lately? <laughs> Especially, so like, weird as in not entertaining, I suppose. Like, it feels like it's trying to rush to a conclusion. Yep. What do you have at 18, Zach? I've got Black Clover at 18 because, like, it's a it's a fight scene. I don't really know what else is going on or why we're here, but... It's don't worry, scene. Zach. I don't either. I do know why we're here. So, like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. It's like, it's it, it exists. What do you got at 18, Tyler? I had Magu-chan. I found Magu-chan very charming this week. Go on. Yes, I did. Yeah, and I, like, in retrospect, I think I maybe underrated it because uh, thinking back on some of the other chapters that I have down this low, I think some of the other ones were were definitely worse than this, but there was that really good, like, little mini-Magu joke that was pretty funny. But overall, it was, like, a lot of the jokes just, like, almost landed, or a lot of the sentiment they were trying to aim for almost landed, but it felt a little rushed. I, that's fair. Gotta get that Christmas yeah. chapter done before Christmas. Yep. Yep. What do you have at 18, Kevin? That's where I put Phantom Seer. I... Huh. Like, I understand what was... what they were trying to do with this chapter. For me, it didn't land, and I can't tell you why it didn't. 
And you've been way more down on Phantom Seer than I have. I have. Neither of us love it, but I, I'm like, I'll give it a chance. It just seemed flat out weird to me. I don't know what's going on, but... Yeah, and uh, hey, I love weird stuff, so uh, Phantom Seer did really <laughs> well for me this week. <laughs> I put Undead Unluck at 18. Sure. There's lots of virtual problems. Like, not knowing the context of this fight, you guys wouldn't have it at all. But this is taking place in a book with a fictional version of the main character, and the fictional version has developed and become a better person and learned lots of new moves. And I don't huh. care about that. Okay, so I, I had assumed that the the references to a to the book were, like, that's where the whole story of the series had been taken pl- taking place. This arc nope. has been taking place in there, but... And, like, the uh, the other main character, Unluck, is, like, in the book, which is the main character's memories, the other character's memories, so she can learn about him. And by meeting him earlier, she made him a better person, which is interesting. But I don't care about that development to the degree that they give it in this chapter. Especially because it may or may not translate to reality? Yeah, that, they're very vague on that. What do you got at 17, Zach? I've got Build King down there, because, like... I'm not really sure what the concept really is here, and it didn't stick for me. Super fair. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the concept is Shodan Builders Club, yep. and I'm super into that. Yeah, you are correct, Tyler. What do you have at uh, 17? I have Undead Unluck down there, because it seemed like a pretty generic Shonen fight, but I always love uh, the concept of like body mutilation as a power. Well, that is the main character's deal, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why it wasn't lower. <laughs> What do you got at 17, Kevin? That's where I put more King. I totally agree with you. It just is rushing to a conclusion, and I don't particularly care about any of this, especially because it made it even seem like the outcome of this fight now doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. whoever wins, the everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Which super lowers the stakes mm-hmm. of, all right, this is the final conflict, but it doesn't actually matter. Oh. oh also, right, the then. last final conflict was a big uh, Frieza parody, so what are they going to do this time? I got a Gravity Boys at 17. Like I said, Fire Elemental Penis is just funny to me. Sue me. Not Wind Elemental Penis? What do you got at 16, Zach? That's where I've got Mori King. Because I was reading, I'm like, I think this is supposed to be like some big bad confrontation, but they also seem to be taking the wind out of their own sails. Yeah. What do you got there, Tyler? So I think I accidentally rated this way too low because I gave everything else a novelty point boost. Yeah, fair. But I have I have Dr. Stone down here. I have Dr. Stone this week pretty low too. Not this low, but I didn't think it was a great Dr. Stone chapter. Yeah, it was pretty okay. Yeah. And as a consummate fan of Dr. Stone, this is a manga I'm actually reading, although I'm pretty far behind right now. Like, this is just okay. Uh, what do you got there, Kevin? Uh, that's where I have Build King. I feel like the new character didn't get any time to shine, really. Like, her whole addition to this thing is, I also want to be a built king and stop looking at my shorts. Yeah. That's where I put Mashal. The joke about the the guy who loves his little sister having a shirt with just his little sister on it. Got a good laugh was, from me. I thought that was his girlfriend. No, that's his little sister okay. who he is yep. obsessed with. That joke was funny, but the rest of it is just Diagon Alley, but they forgot to add the jokes. Yeah, it feels like it was a bunch of bad jump cuts, was mostly Mashley for me. It felt felt like filler to me. It's like, alright, yeah, here, here, these characters have to go take care of this, so... Yeah, 
it's between major arcs, so it kind of is like a cooldown chapter. But also, like, I didn't like the sort of stakes that were set up recently. So it, it does have a little bit of escalation in that with Mashal and Lance talking to each other, because last chapter, Mashal was basically threatened that if he doesn't become the Divine Visionary, he'll be executed. So, like, there's a little bit of growing tension, but not really. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 15, Zach? That's where I put Dr. Stone, because basically, like, the whole chapter felt like it was just setting up for a weight gag. And I, like, I don't care. I'm more interested to see them, like, have to build a pulley system in a race against time in the next chapter. That sounds way more interesting than this one was. And there's no way Kohaku doesn't weigh more than Luna. With all that muscle she's got. I don't know who any of those people are. And I I think the, uh, the, the panel where it showed, oh yeah, here, here's where, who's writing with who was a wasted shot. Because like, look, here's what all the characters are writing and this, and then they just like skip over the trip. Yeah. Oh, uh, and and Dr. Stone does that a lot. So pacing wise, it makes sense. I think my biggest problem, I put it higher than you guys, but I'll talk about it here. The, major gag in this chapter is Luna talking about how she asked Senku out and them all being like, oh no, Senku's playing you. But we've already literally had that joke when it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, like she was even told that joke. Yeah, and it was better then because they're like, ugh, you should talk to Senku's uh, ex-wife there. Ask him about that. How that went for her. That was <laughs> funny. It's like, he's, all right, he's a D4C? Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got at 15, Tyler? Sakamoto days. I, I don't have it much higher. It's like I kind of get the premise, I think, and I like the main character. He's a good joke. I, I want to pause you real quick. What do you think the premise is? It, it's a shonen anime where a guy wants to run the best convenience store known to no. me. Can I, can I jump it, in? Yes, please, Zach. I, I'm pretty I think the premise is that the Sakamoto guy is some kind of su- retired super assassin a la Agent 47 and now wants to run a bean, uh, pork bean shop. Or yeah, bun well, shop it, of some kind. Zach is very close. It's John Wick, except his wife didn't die and he had a kid. And they run a convenience oh, okay. store. And he got fat because his wife that, makes good food. This That makes a little more okay, sense. Okay, this sounds like my jam, and I'm glad I put it pretty high. Because I actually really enjoyed it. I, it's been more disappointing than that premise says. But this was a better chapter. Yeah. That's actually why I rated it so low, is I'm like, I'm pretty sure I see what the joke is. And I wasn't too far off of the no. joke. And, like, I don't think it has legs enough to be a whole thing. Neither do I. We're on chapter four, though, so. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. It could evolve. I was at that early, so. What do you have at 14, or at 15, Kevin? That's where I have Undead and Luck. I agree with you with it being like, hey, look, I got all these cool new moves. I I don't even know if those are going to matter anymore. Yeah. Like, are what are the stakes? Yeah, are they going to extend into reality? They shouldn't, but also the person who put her in a book has weird powers, so maybe they will. Yep. I got our blood oath at 15. I don't know that I have much more to add to it. Sure. What do you got at 14, Zach? That's where I have Undead Unluck. Not because, like, I'm like, oh, I don't care about this character, because I don't know who these characters are in the first place. I'm just the reverse of Tyler. I'm not really into body mutilation as a superpower being a big thing. Neither am I, honestly. I like it better when it's undead. And this is, like, weirdly not the first time I've seen this exact premise. I mean, yeah, it doesn't strike me as crazy original. Yeah, I was like, blood being a... I was gonna say, blood being a superpower is not 
that unoriginal. Well, like, see, the, 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 I thought when he was like super sliding, he was like reassembling his yeah, feet in see, real the, time. The thing yeah. that I don't mind is like I don't mind blood being a superpower related to like con- blood control and whatnot. Like that's not a thing I have a problem with. It's entire body modification. Like he was like Tyler said, reassembling his feet when he was bouncing around, like and taking off limbs and stuff. That's where I have an issue. Yeah, it's like gross, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, well, he's essentially using his hyper-regeneration, like, one of his earlier powers was Parts Bullet, where he would literally, like, cut off the tip of his finger and use the regeneration to, like, shoot it forward, like the high blood pressure would fire it like a bullet. Yeah, see, that's not the kind of thing I super care for, like, at all. That's fine. (laughs) Me either. Although, in the words of Naruto, he uses his immortality to his advantage. (laughs) 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 What do you got at 14, Tyler? I had Robico. I think I've rated it higher than the rest of everyone because I found the writing, like, like kind of witty, even though it was full of, like, way too many references. I mean... It, but it wasn't strong enough, and there was no story, so it didn't get much higher than that. What do you got there, Kevin? That's where I have Sakamoto days. Same for me, actually. It, it's better than the last chapter, definitely. Yes. This female character got some agency. Oh yeah, she wasn't immediately kidnapped after declaring her life goals was to save people. And well, and not only like we talked about it, but not only was she immediately kidnapped, she was immediately kidnapped by a street gang. Yeah, f- trying to trying and failing to save some people. So is that like a running theme with Sakamoto days? Is people no? Have- no. It was just the last chapter was really really bad. Well, okay. and again, there's only been four chapters, so we mm-hmm. can't really establish a running theme. But this new female character actually had some agency and beat up some dudes. And then they decided, like, Sakamoto decided to escape with her. Yeah. Not, and it wasn't like, oh, you can't handle yourself. It's, hey, let's all leave. This situation is bad. Uh, what do you got at 13, Zach? That's where I actually put One Piece because, dear God, I do not care. <laughs> I don't think it's a good chapter of One Piece. I do care. And I don't have it too much higher. Well, it was... Me neither. It was a mess in my... Because... What did I actually write down? Yeah. Um, I wrote down confrontation, question mark, and that it was a total mess because it was like, hey, look, here's all these characters. And I'm like, neat. Can you tell me what any of this is? They're just kind of being here. It's kind of ironic that you say that. You're not wrong. The thing is, the current arc of One Piece has, I I counted them, I think it's 40-something face characters are in this confrontation at various points. And this chapter is just showing you where they are. And it doesn't even manage to show you where all of them are. Because there are too many. And it jumps around so much while doing that. I mean, this might be an unpopular opinion with this. I think if you end up with that many face characters, you have too many face characters. Start killing some of them. Uh, what do you but got? nobody dies in One Piece. Uh, Ace did. We're about to flash back to him. <laughs> but <laughs> but he is dead. You are correct. I apologize. What do you have at 13, Tyler? I have more King up here. It mostly went up because I like the premise, kind of, of a bunch of bugs becoming humans. That's silly. And also the fact that all these beetles have crowns. Also very silly. Also, Mora King's way over-the-top speech about love and friendship was just dumb, and I liked it. But also, it was kind of boring at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got at 13, Kevin? That's where I have Dr. Stone. Oh, okay. It's a fairly okay chapter of Dr. Stone, but nothing amazing. Like, I've seen it do better. 
and it was all right. Yeah, I got Phantom Seer here. Like I said, I want to give it a chance. There's stuff I enjoyed about it. I like this new half-Phantom Girl character, so I hope she doesn't immediately get either killed off or, like, loses her powers and is no longer a character. Is a reservation I have. But I enjoyed the chapter. What do you have at number 12, Zach? That's actually where I put Phantom Seer, largely, because, like, I don't know exactly what's going on. This seemed like a... like. Something very strange. I don't know what this guy's powers are, but it seemed like an interesting way to raise the stakes at the end of the chapter. So, like, hell, I'm not even entirely sure which one of the pe- people we were looking at is the, supposed to be the main character. I'm pretty sure it was the dude. I think it's the dude. It's Shonen Jump, so the dude. But Abetsu, the darker-haired girl with the short hair, is very close to main character status, I would say. She recently got the ability to have agency and powers and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off screen. <laughs> yep. Hey, there was some training arc there. What do you have at 12, Tyler? I liked Black Clover for this spot because there was a giant flaming punch. It's true. I can't argue with that. <laughs> also, the, the name of the giant flaming punch literally translates to hot arm. I've seen better flaming punches, so it didn't really do a whole lot for me. I mean, this is solidly middle of the list, so... Yeah, we, this is dead center of the list. What do you got dead center, Kevin? That's where I have the Promised Neverland. Like, it was a fine Isabella story, but especially with these last couple of Promised Neverland chapters coming up, it's like, hey, do you want to see what happened in between the last time we saw these people? No. No? I, I know how this story ends. Yeah, I was like, oh no, is Isabella gonna get caught? No. because. <laughs> She's still the grandma. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, she loves her son. Uh, yeah. We found that out a while ago. Yeah. I got Dr. Stone at 12. N- nothing sure. more to add on it. What do you have at 11, Zach? That's where I put Magu-chan. Like, I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but I liked the theming enough with the with this that I was like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you some points on this. It's cute. What do you got there, Tyler? I put Blood Oath up here because I like the premise, although it sounds like it's maybe not as good as the premise should allow it to be. Uh, Okay, again, what do you think the premise of our Blood Oath is? I don't know, people making blood packs so that they could do weird blood magic? I don't know. It sounds like vampires, actually, and that's kind of lame. It is vampires, actually. Can confirm vampires. (laughs) So, So the little kid is the king of the vampires, and his big brother is the human his parents adopted. Can, can I downvote my own ranking? Uh, how do you think I feel about that? No, you, you didn't know. It's not your fault. We don't, we don't judge you for your ignorance here. We just inform you about it and watch your face. <laughs> Kevin, what do you got at 11? That's where I have one piece. Me as well. It, it had some moments, but yeah, it's just a lot of, all right, start fighters to your starting positions. Yeah. In a volume, I think this will read fine and be almost necessary because of the number of characters. It'll remind yeah. you where everybody is. But as a chapter yeah. of story that we're getting for this week, it's nothing. Other than the one reason it's for so high for me, actually, is the one Zoro quip to Drake, where he's like, well, at least you have talent for picking the winning side. Yeah, that was pretty good. I also liked... I really noticed the panel structure in this where we weren't getting full splash pages, but we had quite a lot of like the panel. It would be like a two page spread that didn't spread across the whole page. Like it was like three quarters Mm -hmm. of 
the two pages. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But like, and also I, I talked about this just as last week, whenever one piece is like, and now we're going to have a flashback. I'm like, can we not? And then I'm always like, oh yeah, we knew that this, this was great. This is the best part of a one piece. <laughs> but I always yeah. like n- not just, just spare me this one. die. I mean, I really want to see how Yamato met Ace. So fair. What do you have in your top 10, Zach? Chainsaw Man is actually the number 10 slot that I have because I, it's like, this is a kind of a neat chapter. I, I enjoyed it. It seemed like a catharsis chapter, which I knew anything about the characters that I'm currently dealing with. I didn't know that, like, I had a feeling this, the little girl was a newly introduced character, but I wasn't sure, especially because they kept referencing a character that I didn't know anything about with Ma- Makima. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Who's I'm been like, cannibalized. Are you Denji? You don't look quite as much like Ichigo as I was expecting, because this is the first time I've seen you. <laughs> well, he, he kind of grew. No, he looks like Ichigo got a salary job. <laughs> Doesn't he also change form when he becomes Chainsaw Man? Yes, to various different types. Like, Denji plus chainsaws anywhere is Chainsaw. Sometimes they're out of his chest, sometimes they're his arms, sometimes his face. Then when he goes full Chainsaw Man, he gets really freaking weird with, uh, they had a lot of, like, fetus sim- symbology, I'll call it, or not symbology. Imagery is the word I imagery. think you want. Imagery, thank you, yes. Imagery is the word I wanted. With lots of things having umbilical cords for no reason. Huh. What? Weird. Like I said, Chainsaw Man is great about once every ten chapters. Yep. What do you got at number ten, Tyler? I have Build King up here. I like the Dragon Ball-esque art style. Um, I like the premise just kind of generally. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I feel like it's something I could probably get into. I feel like this chapter is something you could probably get into. <laughs> what do you have at 10, Gavin? That's where I have Mashal. Yes, I agree. It's just kind of a random chapter. But like you said, I liked the joke with the, the guy who loves his sister. I loved Mashal showing up on his ab wheel thing and i really kind of like liked the moment where he was where mashal's like i've never had friends before and it's nice to go out and have them i don't yeah. know it just got me like i said about phantoms here i like it more you definitely like mashal more although i usually mashal has been slowly falling for me and i am anticipating it kind of picking up and going high for me again but this was mm-hmm. kind of a new year for it in my i have magu chan at 10 it was sure. cute yeah, had some good jokes. I love the the guy coming up and like, I brought you a tree for training. <laughs> what do you have at number nine, Zach? Hell's Paradise, and mainly because, like, it, it was kind of neat. I don't know who any of these people are, but it's kind of a neat thing to have. I kind of understood from context what happened. How, how she faced the dude and brought him back, but... It's not going to get any higher points because I don't know what's going on. What do you have at nine, Tyler? I have One Piece, and it got a little bit higher just through that one joke about Sanji finding all the monster women that are after him attractive. What do you have at nine, Kevin? That's where I have Mission Yozakura. It's a pretty decent chapter. I like the cliffhanger, but I'm kind of ready for the, the training arc to be done. Yeah, same. Like, I always like the training arc to end a little early so that we reveal, I mean, most everyone does this, but they reveal the powers later in battle. Yeah. Like I've said, One Piece figured it out. You just don't do a training arc. You flash back to it later. Mm-hmm. When it's relevant. <laughs> or just completely skip over it. Yeah. 
I got the promised Neverland at nine. A lot of the sure. same reasons as you, Kevin. Like I, I, I think this was a lot better than last week's promised Neverland one shot. Yes, but and and uh, as a one shot, I think it would definitely appeal to someone just coming into uh, Shonen Jump this week. So I understand why they have it higher for sure. But again, I I know Isabella's. I know exactly when Isabella dies and why. Yep. So, not a lot of stakes. What do you have at eight, Zach? Promise Neverland, because basically what you said, like, I don't know who any of these characters are, so having this kind of a reveal is kind of cool. This is a reveal, though, really. Oh, go on. It's a reveal for me, because I don't really okay, know when who she's any dead of these the characters end, are. Um, well, yeah, when she's dead at the end and when they're talking about it, because I don't know what exactly is going on. I haven't been through that, but I can definitely understand mm-hmm. where you'd be coming from. If this was a series you'd been reading already, you know what's going on. It's like, is she going to get caught? Of course not, because she's there later. Let me clarify, this isn't even a series we've been reading. This is a series that's been over for half a year. Huh. Yep. It randomly got a bunch of one-shots. I, I assume to promote the new season of the anime that starts in, uh, I think, January. Oh, okay. Maybe. I didn't realize that... Uh, this, yeah. I, I knew the series had ended. Or I thought it was ending. I thought this was like wrapping up loose ends. Nah. Nope. Yeah, that's honestly the one of the problems with it is like the epilogue scene at the end was kind of nice. Where they're yeah. all visiting her, her grave. Where they're all visiting her grave, like that's that's really nice. But it, this one was probably the best mm-hmm. of of the Promised Neverland one shots. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of them have been like, hey, do you want to see these characters like hidden backstories? Like no, you kind of already explained those in the story, except for Crone, who I, I don't care about Crone anyway, so I didn't want to see her backstory. Honestly, <laughs> in my personal opinion, if you're going to do something like that, where you're coming up with one-shots, you, do, you go with uh, stuff that happened after the series was over. There's not really any conflict there. That's problematic just because of the way the series ended. That's fair. But this hasn't been much better. Uh, what do you have at 8, mm-hmm. Tyler? I had Yozakura family at 8. It was weirdly some shonen ass shonen, but the art is good enough, and the grandfather is a weird enough character that it put it above other shonen ass shonen for the me. The grandfather is great. He he, uh, his job is to infiltrate prisons, so he's always trying to escape to spend time with his wife, and she's like, "No, go back to prison. We need you there." <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, but he's like, "But I want to spend time with my cute grandson and teach him how to slip between cracks and reality, and also spend time with his wife." Yeah, that too. Well, no, he's trying, he makes he uses that as an excuse because he wants to spend time with his wife. Yes. What do you have at eight, Kevin? That's where I put Black Clover. I just really like Fire Lady. I honestly can't remember her name right now. But if you want to talk about too many face characters, yeah, there's there's quite a lot of magic knights. I think some authors are just too afraid to kill their characters. A- anything else you wanted to say on it, Kevin? No. I got hard-boiled cop and dolphin in eight. I'm a little surprised I'm putting it lowest, but it, it just comes out to, this is, I don't want to say a very generic chapter, but the cliffhanger last time was these guys are coming and now they're here. And I didn't think there was much in the way of story, although it was not bad. I certainly enjoyed it. What do you have at number seven, Zach? I have my hero there, and I I basically noted down, like, this is probably going to be cool when I see it in a year <laughs> or two. Yeah. Although, and it's got a lot of focus on this, uh, the stage magician guy. And again, like Mr. Compress, it's probably going to be cool when I see it in the anime later on. But for here, 
I'm getting an isolated chapter and I'm not really sure what's going on. Best Genius is apparently back, so that's yeah. that. Oh, and you you got Bakugo's new official hero name in this chapter. Yeah, Super Death Murderer God Dynamite. Yes, something. I I really do love that. <laughs> Ida just says it like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yep. all right, sure, that's your name. Here we go. <laughs> I would short that to maybe just dynamite, no. but... I love that he was waiting until Best Genus returned to unveil it, so Best Genus would approve. He did not. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> really. But I Mirio did, because he thinks it's hilarious. Did Mirio get his powers back? Is that why he's here, or...? Yes, it was kind of disappointing, honestly. That happened last chapter. Jeremy sent me a screenshot from it where his face is just popping through a wall. I'm like, oh yeah, my boy's back in town. Yep. I both understand and don't completely agree with Jeremy with the it's disappointing. I do understand the wishing it had been built up a little bit more. I, I especially think... after Best Genus showing up the chapter before. Yeah, when I say it's disappointing, I think even setting that expectation will make it seem awesome when you actually see it. Like, because it's not, like, terrible, but it did not have the fanfare I wanted it to have. What do you have at 7, Tyler? I have Hell's Paradise. Um, I like the aborification concept, generally. It was a really cool, like, I, knowing almost nothing about this, it was just really cool. Uh, fair. What do you have at yep. 7, Kevin? That's where I had Magwichan. Okay. It's just, I, I really liked it. It was just really cute and... I really liked the moment with Ruri where, you know, she's all excited to see her mom and then her mom's not coming home for Christmas. Yeah, now, now all the other characters will have to make her happy like every other chapter. Yep. <laughs> I got Mission Yuzakura family at seven, mostly on the strength of that cliffhanger, honestly. Totally fair. What do you have at six, Zach? That's where I've got Sakamoto days because I really liked the premise and I always... I really liked the like the last panel where they're like you know talking hot like they're hot shit and the dude shows back up. Like you guys don't actually know who he is, do you? That's very Sakamoto days. Yep. What do you got at six, Tyler? I we never learn. He was just cute as heck. Uh, surprisingly, not the last chapter. Happily, not the last chapter. Very well, could have been. Haven't they been going through and basically putting everybody as the? Like, making everybody's ships true? Yes. Yes. Yeah, doing and, alternate endings. Yes, and we just completed Route 5 out of 5. Yeah, I assume there's, like, one more wrap-up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping we for... I'm ho yeah, we don't know. I'm hoping for ending 6 out of 5, the Harriman. That's what I was about <laughs> to say, Jeremy, is that that's what the next ending is. <laughs> I would also be super happy with just little chapters for, like, every character. Like, every girl he's met has had a crush on him. So, you know, one where he ends up with his sister for those people. One where he ends up with, like, his teacher's sister. Who is also flirting with him oh once. Oh my. That would also I, be fun. Did, he, did, did you ever see Golden Boy? No. Way back. That was on syndication at some point. It's about a guy who's trying to get laid by every hot girl he encounters. And it's like a surprisingly decent pervy joke anime. Gotcha. And then it turns out that after he left, everyone is like, man, you know what? He was actually really cool. I want to go bone him. And so like the last five episodes are him being chased down <laughs> by everyone. He's met the entire series, and it's hilarious. What do you have at six, Kevin? I have Harbo and Cop and Dolphin. I like the... Honestly, the thing that did it for me was the girl at the end, kind of like more tying to 
like the mystery of who that one pervy lifeguard dude yeah is and it was like oh that was his like assistant and yeah that is a cool bit yeah so like her being there was really cool i like the showing off that this uh the underwater investigations team are actual badasses i also am really looking forward to when someone reveals that orpheus was the <laughs> the person who used to date the captain yeah, because they're like, is that an actual, do- I just love that, is that an actual dolphin? Like, occasionally people have this response to Orpheus, and then they just, oh, okay, yeah, dolphin man, sure, whatever. <laughs> I got Build King at six, because this chapter is what I want Build King to be. Weird shonen houses that they have to shonen build. Yeah, that's why I'm into it. <laughs> and it's, what, it's not what Sh- Build King has been. Build King has been primarily jokes about poop. Yeah, there were no jokes about poop, so yeah. I, I'm down for that. Yeah, also a great plus in the column. And I love how in denial the like, vampire Bat King character is. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> about good. His... About his castle? Yeah. What do you have at five, Zach? That's where I actually put hard-boiled cop and dolphin. I like the uh, the concept and the idea, and I always like the type of gag where it's like, Haha, we hijacked this boat. But we didn't realize that we had hijacked a boat with a bunch of badasses on it. Again, out of curiosity, what do you think the premise of Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin is? My guess is that it's basically like a buddy cop drama, just with like near the ocean, and one of the cop, one of the buddy cops is a dolphin. For yes, some reason. Well, to, to elaborate, one of the buddy cops is basically a diehard. He's a loose cannon cop that doesn't play by the rules and ha- and is a shonen anime character. Well, yeah, that's that, that's part of the buddy cop drama. That that, yeah. that goes without yeah. saying. Yeah, so he was reassigned to the like this remote island where nothing ever happens because he broke one and too then many stuff rules. Starts happening, but that's actually the, the base of the cult of the sea, who are a bunch of fish people whose oracle, whatever she says, comes true, and she is a four-year-old girl. Awesome, who has been adopted by Orpheus, who is a dolphin. Okay, so it's Amazing. like. Uh, it, it, <laughs> she is such an amazing character. She's so fucking good. They basically have made it like, what is it, the Children of Dagon? Or is, is that, is that yes. the dude? Yep. It's a, a comedic take on that, yes. They're they're much cuter. Yep. Like, they basically, when they come out, they're, they're much less uh, Cthulhu monsters and much more anime mermen that they have to anime fight. Like, they had to fight a hammerhead shark man. For example, who of course his head was a hammer, and gang orca. Yeah, basically. Okay, interesting. It's great. Yeah, oh, it sounds like it. Like that sounds like my kind of thing. No, yeah, Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin is one a really good one to pick up. That's been one of the new ones. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, if you know, like, oh, I don't want to read through the you know thousand chapters of One Piece or the couple hundred chapters of some of these other things. There's what was this one? 30-something? I don't even think it's that high. 23. Uh, yeah, 20s. So, Hardball Cop and Dolphin is definitely one that, if you want to, just pick it up and start reading. It's good. Uh, what do you have at 5, Tyler? I have Chainsaw Man up here. I found it weirdly hilarious and also adorable at I the mean, same time. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 5, Kevin? That's where I have Ayakashi Triangle. It was a decent one-shot chapter. I liked the... The introduction of the, I forget the guy's name, but the other ninjas, Dad. Dad, yeah. And then 
the, uh, oh, well, it turns out you guys actually make a good team, so you two should totally get married. And Suzu just being like, what? <laughs> no, unacceptable. <laughs> I have my hero at five. I like the Mr. Compress story fairly well, but I thought the art was a bit messy. Okay. That was my biggest complaint about it, too, actually, is that it was hard to, like, I want to see this in the anime because the art was really hard yeah. to follow in the manga. And also, it's kind of coming down from how good the last chapter was. That's totally fair. What do you have it for, Zach? That's where I put Blood Oath, because apparently I was wildly <laughs> off on what the what I thought the thing was actually about. What did you think <laughs> our Blood Oath was about, Zach? I actually thought it was... like I thought it was a vampire story, but I thought it was the like a vampire story along more along the lines of like, oh yeah, I have to go save all these people because I hate what's going on. And... Obviously, since it's going to be vampires, blood's going to be involved, and there's going to be a little bit of moral gray area, but it sounds like that was just way the hell off base. Yeah, there's no moral gray area in our blood oath, I think it's fair to say. Would you agree, Kevin? There was that bit where they were talking about the normal everyday lives of the non-royalty vampires that, like, suck. So there's, there's some moral gray in there of, like, yeah, so... Most vampires are basically just people with a horrible condition that makes them allergic to sunlight and need blood, but they don't get superpowers or immortality. So I, they're literally just disadvantaged humans at this point. So I was more thinking <laughs> that it was kind of closer when I was thinking about this. It was like I was thinking that it was closer to like Seraph of the End, but it is not that. No. Imagine if Seraph of the End had no redeeming qualities. It would be like that. <laughs> Our blood oath tied with high school family for the series I want to see out of Jump the most. It's just nothing. Wow. Mm. I was going to say, I, I revised my description of what I thought it was, and what I thought it was was Full Metal Alchemist, but with blood stuff instead of alchemy. That's a better pitch. Like, and it's... you're not super far when you say that. Yeah. But it's it sounds like it's way lamer than that premise has any right to be. Oh yeah, for sure. But if you were trying to pitch it and get your editor to pick it up. Uh, what do you have it for, Tyler? I have Cop and Dolphin. It's good. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. What about you, Kevin? That's where I put Chainsaw Man. It's a an interesting end to the series. I really liked the Pachita moment. Yeah. Where uh, Pachita being Chainsaw Man, just saying, like, all I wanted to do was hug somebody, and you finally gave me the option to do that. Like, that hit me. And so, I'm interested to see where it goes. Because, like, this is a great ending, but it's like, alright, so what are you going to do now? Like, mm-hmm. it, It's also a great beginning. Yes. I got Ayakashi Triangle at four. Okay. I enjoyed it for all the reasons you did. Uh, it's pretty fun, but it did feel like a bit generic. Like Tyler said, but still, it has all that fun energy. Like, the characters in it are just super good. And the, the dad at the end being like, oh, it's fine. He's cursed to be a girl, right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh, what do you have at three, Zach? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Because I really, I really enjoyed the whole thing. I'm like, I think I know what the premise on this one is. And it sounds kind of like it's probably up my alley. Uh, it's been surprisingly good when it's not too blatant in its fan service. The combat, like, the solution that they came up with in the the fight itself was was pretty clean and fun. And then, like you said, that uh, 
the gag at the end where he's like, yeah, you two can get married. And then the third girl who obviously I don't know her name being like, no, <laughs> he is a boy. Well, because she was in love with Matsuri when he was a boy and is now also mostly in love with him, even though he's a girl. Also, the the reason he is a girl is that he stole all the powers from the king of Ayakashi. And the king of Ayakashi was like, oh no, he's totally going to make out with that girl in victory. I don't want that. The only solution is to use the last of my power <laughs> to turn him into a girl so they can't make out. <laughs> okay. How did that work for him? Well, uh, he's the little cat. I I actually was <laughs> listening. Like, when I was reading, I'm like, oh, so this is like... It's, it's pretty good. Ranma one half. Yes and no. I think it actually does more with the gender stuff than Ranma does, but... Also, Ranma is not really what you want it to be when you hear the premise, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but that's not far from the truth. He, Matsuri has a much harder time switching between forms, though. He's pretty stuck as a girl. Yeah, he doesn't really switch, and a lot of this stuff has focused on him having to live as a girl. Rather, like, from what I remember of Ranma, or Ranma it doesn't really focus on that. No. Whereas Ranma is kind of about having the best of both worlds. Yeah. But Rama's a, like, pretty much purely a comedy with yeah. some words sprinkled in. A comedy that watched Dragon Ball. Exactly, yeah. What do you have at three, Tyler? I have my hero. I just love Mr. Co- Compress. And uh, this is a pretty cool moment. This arc has been really good at giving the League of Villains mm-hmm. very good moments. What do you have at three, Kevin? That's also where I put my hero. Like uh, Tyler said, the Mr. Compress, really good moment for him. Really liked it. And just like you guys said, I am looking forward to seeing this animated. I think this should, like, a bunch of this stuff should go really well. So I, I think this arc will be really good in the anime, whereas I was pretty up and down on it in the manga. Yeah, that's fair. I got We Never Learn at three. It's kind of amazing that this is the first wedding and We Never Learn, right? Yeah. They didn't have the other characters? No, they, they ended at different points. Like, uh, with Ogata, it basically ended with, and f- with with the three girls his age, it basically ended with them getting together. And then with uh, Konami, like, they proposed, but we didn't actually see the wedding. Yep. But at the same time, like, it would be hell to draw five wedding scenes and make them five different wedding scenes. I think especially for this guy, because this ended up feeling like a very generic wedding to me. Like, it didn't have a, like, the, the chapter had uh, enough of Kirisu's character that I enjoyed it, but not as much as I would have liked. Mm-hmm. Still enjoyed it, like, but like the best part of the chapter was at the end when it didn't say the end. When it said <laughs> there's a new chapter of We Never Learned This Week, and I said thank you. What do you got at number two, Zach? That's actually where I put uh, We Never Learn. Is because I really, really enjoyed the whole wedding thing, and because I like the characters. I think almost all of the chapters I've read have also focused on her. She got a lot of chapters. She was very popular. Yeah, she's the, from the popularity poll, she's the most popular of the uh, ships. By a landslide. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a, it was just a fun little thing. Like, I also like the gag where they were basically late to their own wedding because they were, they lost time moving in. I was going to say, no one in the history of humanity has decided to have a formal wedding ceremony and also move into a new place. Kira Sue is weird. No she is. one. Also... Like, she didn't move in with him, right? They moved to a new place? Because their apartments were literally touching. Yeah, they moved to a new place. Like, they got a new place together. What do you have at two, Tyler? 
Promise Neverland, in addition to being a very solid one-shot for someone who knows almost nothing about this, man, this artist draws, like, negative emotion faces yeah. really distinctly. Oh yeah, this this team needs a new series. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I'm not like, hey, get them out of jump. I'm I, I'm just like, hey, could you try some one-shots of some new stuff so you can get a new series, guys, instead of more Promise Neverland? Because they've yep. even had a one-shot that was a new concept since Promise Neverland ended. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. What, yeah, I was going to say, what's a concept? It was about this photographer who basically uh, took the pictures of ghosts, but he like tried to like make them at peace with themselves before he took the photo. So he was an exorcist. He was an exorcist, Neat. but rather than exercising evil spirits, it was more like, I'm here to help the spirits finish their unfinished business and then pass on happily. But like the whole... The whole start of it is, yeah, if I take a photo of a spirit with this camera, it gets sent to the afterlife. And so it was like this whole tension of, oh, yeah, he's here to exercise the spirit. It's like, yeah, but I only take it with the spirit's permission. Neat. It wasn't bad. It was a cool one shot. Yeah, it's not a, I don't think it was series worthy. But Neither it was do I. a really cool one shot. But, but, but you should try some more things and see what clicks. Yeah. What, what do you have it to, Kevin? That's where I put Hell's Paradise. Just a super solid chapter of hell's paradise i really really enjoyed it and like you said it's a really good culmination of both of these two characters arcs i was really happy to see gabby morrow get up because i honestly thought he was dead yep that would not be uh unusual for hell's paradise for him to have just died there yeah speaking of uh chapters (laughs) that are series that aren't afraid to kill their main characters or you know their entire cast i got chainsaw man it too I I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm looking forward to more, but also thought this was a good ending. What do you have at number one, Zach? By process of elimination, I actually have Yozakura family at number one again. I really liked the grandpa character. I liked a couple of the jokes that were in there. And the cliffhanger at the end, like, I really liked the, the setup there. It's super solid, yeah. And we didn't mention their resonance dance, which is hilarious. Yeah, like, that was one of the gags that made me laugh. Because, like, like this is very important. And the dude, the main character, is like, you've got to be kidding me. And then they stop, and he's like, yeah, see? I didn't tell you about this part because I knew you'd find it really embarrassing. But it's already working. What do you have at number one, Tyler? I have Phantom Seer at number one, actually. I really like the energy that this one has, and I'm not sure it's a good energy, but I really like it. I mean, I like it, like I said, more than Kevin. I want to give it a chance. I hope it doesn't get canceled soon, because we're at a point where Shonen Jump is very stuffed full, and Chainsaw Man's ending, and We Never Learn might be ending soon, so that might be why it's so full, but it's really time to editorially cut some stuff, and I hope that uh, Phantom Seer doesn't suffer that because i think it has potential but i also don't think it's there yet there are definitely things i would prefer cut weren't you saying last year around this time you that uh, we never learned was ending soon oh yeah yes because it was announced it was ending soon and then he was like oh but i'm doing another arc for each of the characters which was about another year's worth of content (laughs) yeah because it was 10 chapters per character and there are five what do you have at one kevin that's where I have We Never Learn. I really liked the chapter. thought it was pretty cute. And like you, my favorite part of the chapter was when it didn't say the end. And it said, there's another chapter coming next week. And I stood up out of my chair and was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I got Hell's Paradise at one. Like I said, I think that was like 
the this feels like when you go back to Hell's Paradise, it will be the climax of the series. Very, very strong. It's really good, yeah. All right. That does it for Jump Card. It only took us an hour. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Is there anything you guys want to ask about or talk about with, with for Shonen Jump before we move on? I, I think we did a good job of explaining everything as much as we could. Yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything that I had questions on. We Never Learn has an anime right now, right? It's done. It's done? Yeah, they, they ended it before the manga. It was not a great end. Yeah, it was a very poor decision. Never mind then. Um, so I was going to say whether I should watch the anime or read the manga, but it sounds like between those two, oh, if I'm going to do one, sure. read, read the, the manga, manga, absolutely. Would you recommend that I read the manga? Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know how it would read as like a sit down and read this, though, because I, I read it the entire time as a read an episode a week. And it's a comedy. And as the series goes on, they get into slightly longer arcs. But other than these, he ends up with a girl arcs, which have been 10 chapters each. The long arcs are like three chapters. Huh. Well, and specifically, you do not have to sit down and read the whole, you know, binge read the whole thing in a weekend. Like, yeah, yeah. You could read a couple of chapters, you know, pause. Read it, a couple of chapters. Yeah, and like a volume a week or so would be good. I think I would recommend it, though. It f- frequently ranks in our top three, usually number one. It's had strong climax energy by hitting five climaxes in a row, which <laughs> always will help a the ranking of a series. But yeah, I mm-hmm. would recommend We Never Learn. And I would definitely yes. recommend reading it over watching it, although the first season of the anime is pretty good. But honestly, even the second season is pretty good until the ending, where they just decide to end it. Like... I- I think Literally the, the last episode. episodes are terrible. Like, the animation on them gets really bad. That's fair. and But that's what I meant. Like, the, those... Yeah. Uh, that's what I consider the ending, because gotcha. they just basically decide to end it with the school festival. And, like, CGI Kirisu dancing will be in my nightmares forever. <laughs> what? It's terrible. Now morbid curiosity has me wanting to run that down. I mean, you can probably find a clip of it super yeah, easy. probably. I don't recommend that you do. But speaking of, you know, romantic comedy type stuff, we read volume two of Sweet Rain, and we will be here to talk about that probably very briefly after the break. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old Santa Claus, down through the chimney with lots of toys, all for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? All right, so we read Sweet Rain, Volume 2, this year for Christmas. There's only one more volume of this, and I suppose we will be here for it next year, because I want to keep the tradition going. But I, I didn't find this nearly as charming as the first volume. I I feel like she ran out of ideas and pulled some stuff out of thin air and kind of tried to see what stuck. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, but I don't think much stuck. It felt more serious than the previous chapter or volume to me, and I didn't think that really served it very well. Not particularly, no. Like, I think it lost maybe some of its novelty at the very least for me. Yeah, I think it lost a lot of novelty. Like, she's at the point where she has to introduce the evil anti-Santa and his anti-reindeer. If you read through her, like, mail cards over the course of the volume, she's like, yeah, I write this series really slowly because, like, they all have to be Christmas stories, and, like, I only got so many Christmas story ideas, guys. 
Yeah, but my favorite thing is like, yeah, it always takes place at Christmas, so there are lots of Christmases, but the main character will always be 17. Yeah, that was hilarious, man. I actually had one of my notes was, how long has she been 17? And then like two pages later, she's like, she's always going to be 17. I'm like, well, guess that answers that question. My favorite note is her yacht friends are surprisingly chill. The rich be like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because the second chapter, the first chapter is this very brief kind of cute orphanage story it's very basic yeah well it's kind of also like reintroducing you to the concept yeah and that's that's what i thought the intent was except then she proceeds to reintroduce the concept in every single chapter well i think that's because she was like there's long stretches of time in between each chapter yeah like that was the that was i wasn't just the volumes that there were long stretches of time like each chapter had like months in between it Mm mm-hmm Oh, I, I'm sorry, I would like to rephrase. My favorite note was co-ed hot spring Santa. <laughs> because the second chapter is she is on a yacht with her friends, and she's like, yeah, this is my reindeer. He has to do whatever I say, see? And they're like, yep, you are correct. Do you make out? And she's like, no, that would be embarrassing. Oh, oh, actually, my favorite note from this actually came from the the bonus one-shot at the end. Uh, you read it this time. I also read it. I read it as well. I feel like that was better than Sweet Rain, honestly. I agree. My one note from that, well, maybe it makes sense to wait until we get there. Yeah. So, you know, there's an anti-Santa who's like, ah, I'm going to test if you deserve to be a Santa by breaking your bond and you have to reform it. And also my hot reindeer is going to try to just seduce your reindeer. Did her reindeer feel stupider this time around to you guys? Yes. That's actually a note she wrote is, he gets progressively dopier. I hope you all care for this idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He didn't honestly seem dumber to me, but that makes sense. I also want to point out really quick before we get to the dark reindeer arc in the orphanage arc on their Christmas tree is a little note that says, I want a Gundam model. (laughs) I saw some Gundam models at Target yesterday. Regular ass Target had master-grade Gundams and Barbatases, <laughs> and high-grade Wing Zeros and Gundams. Huh. Now, to be fair, I was in a toy aisle that was completely barren except for the Gundam model kits, so it doesn't look that great for them. I think the last time I saw something like that was at Barnes & Noble. Yeah, I feel like the problem with having those in Target is I, like... Would not go to Target know, to buy one? I, no. On the well, other hand, if you're a kid and you like Gundam, though where you're going to be as target so i feel like they're a good entry like i said they had four different ones and they were the most popular ones that would exist in america Mm -hmm. except for that nobody wants an rx-78 the problem with that is that you run into the situation where if they're in the like a toy aisle people aren't going to be thinking it's a model they're gonna think it's a toy it was with the legos i don't know if that's better or not legos are a weird like hybrid between the two but Anyway. Anyway, not sweet rain. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she gives some orphans some gifts, and then Dark Santa shows up. And is like, I have a hot lady reindeer. She's going to try to seduce your reindeer. Because she's cursed because she made her reindeer unhappy. It seems like there should be some backstory here, but don't worry about that. She made her Santa unhappy, not her reindeer. Oh, uh, you're right. Sorry. And now she's cursed with immortality and can, quote, Never yep. return to God. I also wrote that down. And basically <laughs> do whatever she really wants to, it seems like. She also doesn't seem to want to do anything, though. 
Yeah, uh, that's actually, they bring that up at the end of that particular chapter. The Nega Santa is like, so what do you want to do? And she's like, eh, I don't really have any strong desires. I'm just going to like here. And he's like, do you want to die together? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Maybe they will be back for volume three. That's just, that's just weird. Like, I curse you with immortality. I mean, it happened in The Mummy. I don't think you understand how a curse is supposed to work. That's what Kane got, right? God is all about that. But Yeah, it, it tracks. <laughs> it's more he doesn't want to have company over, and he's like, this is how he prevents people from showing up at his house. <laughs> and then she decides she's bored of these characters, and she wants to write a romance between two boys. By she, I mean the author. Yeah, I liked that chapter a lot more, Same. actually. Because <laughs> he has a cute sister. Who Santa has to save from steel beams, you know, like Santa does. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, although she doesn't actually do it, she just gets lucky and the steel beams just fall. I mean, she's a shoujo them, protagonist. Which that's is hilarious. as active as she can be. Now, I do like the, the two guys, and especially the reindeer is like, uh, I almost thought he was cute for a second. Baka. <laughs> yeah, like it was kind of a fun set of chapters on there just because of the like neither of them are interested in doing anything with the other one they're both just very soon dairy at each other yep yes and it's great and then they have to settle it and smash i mean volleyball with some rival <laughs> boys <laughs> yeah at a beach and the main conflict there is that magic reindeer guy gets overheated, so they have to sprinkle shaved ice on him so that he can volleyball They harder. make it snow in the tropics in summer. Hey, look, that sounds like Christmas spirit to me. I mean, I, I won't lie, I enjoyed reading Sweet Rain, but I feel like the author got bored of it, honestly. I feel like the last two chapters that were uh, Kaido's brother and the other Santa Daisuke. were just way stronger than the first two. I will certainly agree with that. Yep. Yeah, it it felt like the first couple of chapters, she was like, I don't really know what to do. Oh, hang on, I've got a bunch of other things that I can do with, with characters in this setting, so I'll just use them instead. Well, and I also like how they just have literally the Kurumi's reindeer flying at the end, on the beach, in front of everybody. And it's like, weren't you trying to, like, yep, kind of keep this a secret? And now you just have this flying man throwing shaved ice on the beach. And everyone's just like, oh, cool. It's like it's snowing. We, we all got together and got all the shaved ice for you to help you guys out. Like, no one's going to mention the dude that is literally flying right now. Well, she, she they did make third place in the co-ed volleyball by her saying, hey, spike that. And that he was physically compelled to obey because of the way their magic works. <laughs> At the beginning of chapter six, one of my notes is, wow, they're not even trying to keep this yep. a secret anymore, where she transforms him into a reindeer in a public plaza and just kind of like lightly jogs off with him. Although, to be so, fair, Tyler, if if I was just like in a plaza and all of a sudden there was a reindeer, I probably wouldn't notice because I probably wasn't paying attention to what they were doing in the first place. Yeah, except they were in like an elevator. Yeah, other people clearly noticed they their faces in the back. Oh yeah, right. I know what you're talking about. Why that they just saw a reindeer appear? There were she was there was like four people within five feet of her when she had him transform. It was just like oh we're just yeah okay they're just not keeping it a secret anymore. Just magical reindeer thing now. Yeah, and then we have a different one shot she wrote that I enjoyed. Like I said, probably more than Sweet Rain. A little bit, yeah. It was pretty funny. 
Yeah, I was going to say a little bit, but... It's about two schools. One's all boys and one's all girls, so they built the wall between them. And only the student presidents can cross the wall by cross-dressing. Because they built a, they somehow <laughs> built a magic door in the wall. I, I've seen this trope before, where there's the two school, the the two monogendered schools with a big wall separating the two campuses. Which number one, the logistics of this that totally works. It's very romantic. <laughs> well, you know, you you already have, it, you know, it takes place in Britain where Rome was building all sorts of walls all over. So you just build the schools on either side of the wall. The wall's already there. Yes. I did like the note of the, uh, it was like, there's a skeleton on top of the wall. It was like, yeah, the science teacher put that there as a warning to the kids. Yep, that was really funny. Yeah, it, it was, because like, that's the kind of thing you would expect to see on one of the walls, like as a, just as a joke in a comedy series. Yep. And I think explaining it makes it funnier. Yes, in this, in this case, particular for sure. instance. I agree. Yeah, I enjoyed my time with it, but uh, it felt a lot more disposable than the first volume. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that is that is something I don't think has any legs whatsoever, and quite honestly, I don't think I would want to see any more. Like it, it had a perfectly fine length for what it was. Like it was a nice, like little snack to attach to the end of that. Oh yeah, well that was just a one shot. So yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Although, like, the one shot at the end of the last one felt very similar to Sweet Rain and that it was also a supernatural romance, whereas just, like, mm-hmm. is barely a romance at all. It's not that it's bad. Well, it's one dude trying to get in, like, trying to be involved with romance and then finding Failing out that at. if he gets, like, he wants to be able to cross over the wall so that he can do romance stuff. And then finding out the only way to do that is to be the student council president who is not allowed to have romance because he's supposed to facilitate everyone else's romance. Yeah, well then the person he falls in love with is the other student council president. Yeah. So even if he quit the job. And then also he becomes student council president, so it's like double off. (laughs) Double off. I suppose we will see how Sweet Rain ends next year. I was going to say, I have actually two major notes on Door to Eden, though. First of all, the girls' school council president has the exact same face as the main character of Sweet Rain. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you she? noticed that, but it's the yeah, same she face. Yeah, for sure. I, I had not noticed, but Look, I believe you. She has different hair. Character designs don't grow on trees. Reuse them. <laughs> the other note I have is the school's motto is like, stake your life on love, but no one understands what the meaning of that is. And, uh... The main character keeps thinking that, and I really think it should be stake your li- stake your life on horny because it's definitely not love. You saw this girl in the garden once. Well, have you read any shoujo? I feel like sub enough. I read Cipher. Does that count? I-, I feel like most of the romance is like I feel like it's mostly young romance, right, and teen romance, and that is not love. Less than yeah. love are the synonyms. That's fine. Can be. <laughs> yeah, the Greeks had uh, seven words for love and eight words for horny, right? all right anything else you guys want to say on sweet rain or garden of eden no like they weren't bad i I, of the two i think maybe it's because garden of eden was a lot shorter i thought it was stronger than sweet rain was this time around and it was a self-contained story that had like an arc yeah i guess that's probably true It, it felt like one of those sitcom type of stories I will I will tell you, I would rank both of these higher than a fair number of things that are in Shonen Jump right now, so. 
Uh, fair. Look, hi- ugh, high school family is the pits. Uh, I do it not. is ugh, really bad. <laughs> there have been two chapters about how the dad is on the volleyball team and has a rival. That's all that was in either of those chapters. That almost sounds interesting. Well, and the big thing is, is the dad isn't even on the volleyball team. He's the water boy. That's true. <laughs> and he has a rival water boy. His, the, like, best, the ace of the a volleyball team knows that the dad is very good at volleyball. And so he's, like, dissatisfied because he wants to beat him at volleyball, but he's just the water boy. <laughs> he's not even a good rival. It's, like, it's, it's just bad. Yeah. So that just leaves us with personality power level, Kevin. Yep. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At number one, we have Uzumaki Naruto. Dead in the center at number 50, we have Buggy the Clown. And at the bottom, at number 100, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. <laughs> wow, somebody actually got worse than that dude who's not Yamcha? Uh, imagine yep. Master Roshi, Zach. No, imagine okay. all of the good stuff about Master Roshi was gone. The perv was ranked up about five uh, notches, and he just showed up because it was convenient. Ugh. It's not a good yep. character. All right, so I think it makes the most sense to add Kaito to the list. How about you, Kevin? Yep. He's a pretty idiot, right? He's a pretty idiot, yeah. And he is a pretty idiot. Yes, a himbo, if you will. Although, <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, although a little too, uh, you know, shoujo drawn for that. Uh, the lowest, like, love interest character we have is Takami Suo from Oren High School Host Club. I don't think I like him as much as that guy. Fair. Not a love interest, but, like, the closest to that down here. We have Artemis from Codename Sailor V. I think I like Artemis more. Yeah. Right below that, we have Haruhi Fujioka from Oren High School Host Club. I think I like her more. Also fair. Lower we have Shimazu Toihisa from Drifters. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember Drifters, which makes me think he should go above him. I love Drifters. Oh, I know. It's that Isekai with the people from history. Yes. He's a samurai. Yes. I like him more, so. Okay. Right below him, we have Kogami Ki from Magical Girl Apocalypse. That sounds awesome. Prepare to be disappointed if you read that. Yeah, I was like, it wasn't. Damn it. Imagine if zombies were magical girls. But, like, not... Magical girls are just zombies. I... You're not doing anything to dissuade me from this. No, no, no like, like, imagine Life at Night of the Living Dead, but they're in schoolgirl outfits. When they come back to life. Oh, uh, well, that's kind of lame. <laughs> I remember, because I recommended this, because I was like, this sounds awesome! It was not. Yeah. <laughs> Bait and switch? Alas. It yep. felt it, yes. I, I think he goes above him. Yes, that's fair. Okay. So at number 95, we have Kaito from Sweet Rain. All right! So, really quick, before we jump off, I do need to show okay. you all something. I'm anticipating. And that... And by that, I mean specifically Jeremy, but everyone else is here too, so I'm going to just po- drop this in the host chat really quick. Does this need to be on the podcast? Yes. Okay. It's direct because Jeremy mentioned Sailor V. Aww. I, I, I want. I and want. Sailor Venus is a narwhal. Is that a fridge magnet or a pin? <laughs> it's a pin. Where did you find that? There is a, uh, this is actually a birthday present from Jen. But there is a person who makes almost exclusively Sailor Scout and Narwhal-themed things. 
and then she decided to combine the two, because why wouldn't you? Uh, totally fair. All right. So, Tyler, Zach, thank you very much for joining us for this mess of a podcast where you got to learn about hard-boiled cop and dolphin. And, and our blood out, because yeah. their life is full of trade-offs. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm I'm weirdly excited for Build King. I might read the next chapter to see if it is good. Like I said, I liked this chapter of Build King. Build King, like, I want to like Build King. I like the idea behind that premise. But the premise they present and the premise of the actual series are not really the same. Speaking of baits and switches. If I remember, I might try to read Ayakashi... Hardwood Cop and Dolphin, and tr- totally drawing a blank on the third one, but Mission Zakura family, I, I would think. Maybe. Although that's not exactly short. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. Next week, Kevin and I haven't decided what we're reading, so we'll, we'll have a Christmas surprise for you all. But also, the artist <laughs> of Act Age is doing a one shot in next week's Shonen Jump, so we have that to look forward to. I'm very excited. I'm really glad she's getting work again. Yeah. This quickly. I, well, you'd imagine they would uh, try to work with her. Hopefully she gets a series. We'll see how she does without a writer. Yeah. She's got a writer. Oh, does she for it? Okay. I was hoping she yeah. would do on our work. If you look at that, uh, the article that I posted in the chat, apparently he doesn't have a, he hasn't done a series, but he's done a couple of one shots before. Gotcha. I yeah. say he, I don't know if it's a, if it's a guy or a girl. I think it's a him. But I'm not sure. I'm going to go with a him because most of the Shonen Jump, like, content creators are male. I just wanted to cover my bases. I didn't... Yeah, that's fair. All right. So join us next week for that. And Merry Christmas. Because our next episode comes out the day after Christmas. It feels early to say that. But Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Unless it, you don't celebrate Christmas, in which case, Happy Friday. Look, everybody celebrates Friday, except for people who work retail. (laughs) (laughs) I think retail workers are also the people who don't celebrate Christmas, Jeremy. Bah humbug. Depends on the retail, but yeah. Until next time, our opening theme has been Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our clothing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can listen to the other Last Podcast shows if we put them out, which we are kind of stuck on because of Corona. But you can listen to What's a Gundam, where me and Kevin try to figure out Gundam Wing. Mm -hmm. And watch that space, because new stuff should be coming soon. Anything anyone wants to plug this week? Uh, I got nothing. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Bye! Gotta stop, don't you know, subliminal.